pick our Bibles up. This is our custom around here. We like to pick our Bibles up and wave them around, make Jesus glad, the devil mad. And let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I am hungry and thirsty for more, more of you, more of your word, more of your spirit, more of your glory. Tonight, I'll be taught the word of God. My faith is growing exceedingly and so that I can accomplish what my purpose is on this earth in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11, and we'll start reading with verse 11. Jesus is uh, speaking about John the Baptist, and here in verse 11 he says, Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, that's a lot of territory there, among them that are born of women, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist, Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by force. And let me read to you verse 12 in the Amplified. I think it's uh, a little clearer. The kingdom of heaven has endured violent assault, and violent men seize it by force as a precious prize. A share in the heavenly kingdom is sought for with most ardent zeal and intense exertion. And so tonight I wanted to uh, share a message entitled, uh, The Desire of Faith. Or really, uh, a better title I think is, How Desperate Are You? <laughs> How desperate are you? When we think about the word desperate, we think about a negative connotation. But I'm, I'm couching it in a positive way tonight. And talking about the intensity of our desire. Uh, and when I read this verse here in Matthew, I see a plumb line dropped. And it goes between hot and lukewarm. It goes between confrontation and resignation. Or between desperate and discontented. You know, how desperate are you to receive what Jesus bought and paid for? You know, in 1 Peter 1 18 and 19, it says that we've been redeemed by the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, I was meditating on that verse one time, and this truth came to my heart that since the blood is precious, then what it purchased is precious. Just think of, just think of that. If the blood is precious, and it is, there's no blood, no, no blood like the blood of Jesus. Then what it purchased, you know, the blood is our, is our currency of redemption. And so whatever Jesus purchased with his blood is also precious. So that means your health is precious to God. Your, your prosperity is precious to God. Your peace, your, you know, your, uh, your safety, your protection, your deliverance. All of those things that the blood of Jesus has purchased for you are precious to him. Are they precious to you? In other words, we need to be desperate or violent to seize what belongs to us out of the hand of the enemy in order to give honor to God who's paid such a precious prize. Amen. So how desperate are you? I, you know, the Bible is filled with people who displayed desperate, violent faith. You could just see the plumb line. You, you, pa, pa, Pastor, what are you talking about a plumb line? Well, a plumb line is, is, a, is a tool that they use in construction. And, uh, you know, you drop the plumb line to established 
perfect vertical. And if you're building something, it's got to be vertical or it's going to fall down. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, you've got to establish when you're putting a brick wall up, you, you drop a plumb line and you make sure that the brick, each, each course of brick is perfectly uh, lined up with the one below it so that you don't just kind of drift off, drift off until when you get to the top, like eight or 10 feet off the ground, it's two or three inches out of plumb. That brick wall is no longer strong. It could fall out, fall in the yard, something like that. So <clears throat> we need to seize what belongs to us. How desperate are you? And so this plumb line, it, 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 there's, a, there's a contrast between people that are just kind of resigned to their situation. You know, they, you know, Lord, I'd like to have that. If you want to give it to me, I'll take it. No, that's not violent faith. That's just, you know, you're just lukewarm. Uh, that type of faith never receives from God. It's not, it's not definite. It's not demanding. Oh, but I, pa pastor, I can't demand from God like that. Well, no, you're not demanding from him. You're demanding from the devil to take his hands off what belongs to you. Amen. That's the, that's the one we're, we're violent on. We're violent against him. He's the thief. He's the one that holds up our blessing. Amen. You know, in, in, in Ephesians chapter one, verse three, it said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ uh, are the blessings that heaven itself enjoys. Another, another version of the Bible says, so that has happened. We are blessed. We're not trying to get blessed. We're not going to be blessed someday. We have been blessed. Why? Because it was paid for, bought and paid for by the precious blood of Christ. What if you were, went shopping for men? You went shopping for a, a, a ring for your wife. Maybe you're like me when you got married. I, my wife and I were young and broke and I think her, her wedding ring was a quarter carat. <laughs> Take a, make a magnifying glass to see the stone. You know, she didn't go, she didn't go around showing it off very much. <laughs> it was pretty tiny. So, you know, at some point in time, we bought a bigger one. And, uh, you know, just think about going into the jewelers and, you know, and, and you're looking at a, maybe you're looking at a one carat and you're looking at a really, you know, a high dollar one, one that's, uh, you know, close to being flawless and maybe it's the proper color and of course those those diamonds you know they're more rare more precious so they're more expensive and uh and the jeweler says oh no mr griner you someone has already come in and paid the price you've got your package in the back let me go get it for you and they go in the back and they just open it up and it's a five carat flawless diamond you know with all the you know <laughs> you know somebody already bought and paid see that's the kind of the that's what's happened are we going to settle for the one carat? We're going to settle for the substandard one, the one that's got occlusions and flaws in it, the one that kind of looks like a milk bottle, you know, it's, it's cloudy. <laughs> no, I mean, what was bought is perfect. What is bought is it, we didn't even have to pay for it. And that's what my point is. And so the Bible is filled. Let's look at Matthew 15. And uh, I'll just use this first one as an example, but there are many others. Verse 21, it says, And when Jesus went from there, he departed into the coasts of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a demon. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. 
But he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This lady's a you know, Canaanite woman. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything for her. She's not a covenant woman. And uh, then she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. Help me. But he answered and said, it's not, it's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. Man, talk about insulted. She could have been insulted at that statement, but she said, truth, Lord. Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs, the word dogs means little puppies. Even the little puppies eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Think about what she said. She didn't get offended. She said, Lord, just give me a crumb off the bread. You've got a whole loaf. I don't need a loaf. I just need a crumb. Just give me a crumb. It's falling off the side of your mouth. One of your children's eating it, and it's falling on the floor. The little puppies are going to lick it up. Just give it to me. Give it to me. That's all I need for my daughter to be whole is a crumb off of the loaf of bread that's healing. And then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. (laughs) Oh, it thrilled him. And here she is, a Gentile. She's not even a covenant woman. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as you will. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Another version says at that same instant. Oh, praise God. Talk about desperate. Think about how she wouldn't settle. She cried unto the disciples. The word cry means to scream, to shriek to call aloud. She was bold. You know, James was preaching uh, last Wednesday night about boldness and how important boldness is. And uh, this woman had boldness. She would not be denied. She had the kind of faith that knew Jesus could do it. And she was persuading him just on the basis of mercy. She said, you're the son of, basically she said, you're the Messiah. You're the Jews Messiah. She called him the son of David. So she had faith. A lot of the Jews didn't even believe that, but she believed it. And that didn't get her in the door. It wasn't until she said, look, Jesus, all I need is a crumb. You've got the whole loaf available. All I need is a crumb off that. Oh, that thrilled his heart. He said, oh, woman, great is thy faith. You know, be it unto thee, even as you will. And so her cry of faith, her violence And he defined that as great faith. Great faith. You know, the, uh, how violent is your faith? That's, that's the question I have for you. Just, just a, uh, a message that I've preached uh, before and I'm going to preach it over and over because I believe for me, it's one of those messages kind of like brother Oral Roberts, the fourth man in the fire. Have you ever heard him preach that? It's a classic sermon and I don't do sermons, but this message I, God gave it to me back, I don't know, 2005, I think. And, uh, and I've preached it many times. And I preach it to myself. How violent are you? How desperate are you to get what God, to receive what God has given you? I think about blind Bartimaeus in, in Mark 10, 46. He said, Jesus, thou son of David. He shrieked, he cried, he screamed, Jesus. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. See, I mean, he told him he's the Messiah. A lot of that crowd wasn't even, they weren't even along, as far along as he was. And the other Jews around him said, oh, hush, be quiet. Hold your peace. 
Don't bother the master. And Jesus stopped still in his tracks. He's on his way somewhere else. There's a multitude around him. And that man stopped him with a cry of faith. He stood still and said, bring him here. Son, what do you want me to do for you, Lord, that I might receive my sight? You know, he didn't say, you know, Lord, just pray the serenity prayer for me. Would you, you know, just give me the grace to put up with what I've got in life. And yanny, yanny, yanny. No, let me receive my sight. Man, he was violent. He was, he, he, he wanted the best. He was sick and tired of being blind and he wanted to see. And uh, Jesus healed him that moment. Go your way. Your faith, your faith hath made you whole. What kind of faith? The faith that cries out. The, the faith that's violent faith. Praise God. Come on. Let's thank him right now for violent faith. Hallelujah. I mean, we should never be uh, lackadaisical or, or, you know, just look, faith is fearless. It's, it's audacious. It's undaunted. In the face of difficulty, in the face of, of everything to the contrary. I want to say it again. It's fearless. It's audacious. There's a quarter word for you. It's undaunted. In other words, it won't be denied. That's the kind of faith that Jesus calls great faith. That's the kind of faith that he loves to honor. And so the cry of faith made blind Bartimaeus whole. Now let's look over at James chapter 5, another verse that I got a lot of revelation on numbers of years ago in relation to the harvest. The book of James is an end time book and it's uh, in relation to the end days. And uh, in James chapter 5, it talks about the rich men and how that their gold and silver is rusted and cankered. And uh, it's going to it's going to, verse 3, it's going to eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped up treasure together for the last days. So he's talking about the last days here in James chapter 5. And he said, behold, the hire of the laborers who have reaped down your fields, which is of you kept back by fraud, crieth. And the cries of them which have reaped are entered into the ears of the Lord of the armies of heaven. So notice two things. I was reading this years ago, and uh, I noticed that the, that the wages were crying. The wages were crying. I said, Lord, how is it that, that wages can cry? He said, wages are like blood. They represent your life. You work, you exchange your life for a wage. And many people work themselves to death. They work until they drop dead, especially in the old days when they had dangerous work. I, I don't know when they were building the Hoover Dam back during the Depression back in the 30s. That was one of uh, Roosevelt's uh, crowning glories. I think like 200 men died on that, on that job. Not much was made of their death, but it wasn't, it wasn't free. I think the same, I think 60 or 70 people died on the Golden Gate Bridge, another another uh, uh, Depression-era project, a, a make-work project, you know, government trying to do the, the job of private enterprise. And most people think that he was a hero. I don't happen to think that. I don't share that opinion of Roosevelt. I think he was basically a socialist. And I think that those kinds of actions by the federal government are, are, 
shouldn't be necessary. I think they're the ones that caused the whole thing to begin with. But anyway, getting back to this uh, idea that money is like blood. And see, the blood of Abel cries vengeance. The blood of Jesus cries mercy. So your, your wages cry. And what are they, if they've been defrauded, if you've been defrauded, your wages were stolen by the person that was supposed to pay you, and they didn't. They were passed over for promotion. You were, you were, not, you were underpaid. You know, you, you, you got cheated. And uh, a lot of that's going on right now. I mean, every time we have illegal aliens coming across the border, and that's what they are, they're lawbreakers. Every single one of them is a, is a lawbreaker. They're not a hero. And, uh, and they're stealing the wages of law-abiding citizens when they come over here and go to work. Somebody said, well, the law-abiding citizens won't, won't do the work. Well, you know, that's supply and demand. And so they're weakening the... They're, they're flooding the, the, the supply so the demand goes down. So that's right. People won't work for nothing. In this country, they shouldn't have to. But when you skew supply and demand by just letting people come over illegally, that's wrong. So there's a lot of defrauded wages. And guess what? Those defrauded wages are crying out. And they're saying, God, we're in the wrong place. And so then it says, the, and the cries of them that reaped. So in other words, the, the laborers themselves. And when I was reading this one time, the Holy Ghost said, you know, you word of faith people, you have a weakness. You ought to have enough sense to agree with your wages. Your wages are crying out. Why aren't you crying out? See, in other words, why aren't you being violent? Why aren't you, why aren't you rising up and refusing to allow your wages to be stolen and, 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 and taken from you. Amen. <laughs> so the cry of the laborers, you know, they, have, they agree with the defrauded wages, will not be denied. So your wages, it says, they cry continually. They cry continually. You know, I just think about all the, the Jews. They got all their wealth stolen by the Nazis. And I've seen movies, you know, Schindler's List and The Pianist and different ones that, that picture the Warsaw Ghetto when the Nazis took over Warsaw, Poland. And they fenced all the Jews into little, just a tiny little section of town and they had to move out of their nice houses and nice places to live and they could only carry so much uh, with them, you know, and they left a lot behind. And, and then when they call, hauled them off to the gas chamber, they stole all of their their, their wealth, they stole everything. And all that, all those, all that stolen, all those stolen goods are crying out. They're crying out. You know, they're, they're, they were stolen. And so, uh, the laborer's cries enter into the ears of the Lord of the armies of heaven. What does he do? He commands the angels to go and retrieve those things. I just believe we're living in the days when there's going to be a transfer of wealth out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But how desperate are you for it to happen? I mean, see, we've got to, I'm, I'm just preaching this to stir your desire up. Let's get our desire increasing. It's not wrong to desire what Jesus' blood has paid for. In fact, it's wrong not to desire it. It's a dishonor to the Lord. Yeah, I said it's a dishonor to the Lord. Let's, let's stir ourselves to receive now in the time of harvest. And the whole reason that we're going to receive this transfer of wealth is for the benefit of the harvest. It's going to take lots of money 
to uh, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Amen. It takes a lot of money. And so uh, let's throw ourselves to receive. Look, we must have our health. We must have an abundant supply. We must have our peace. We must be able to lay down our, our heads at night and sleep all night long. We must have what Jesus bought and paid for. It's precious blood that paid for it. And the things that he bought are precious as well. Let's treat it like it's precious. Let's desire it. Lift your hands and receive tonight. But how desperate are you? And I confess I'm desperate. <laughs> Amen to have everything. I will have my health, my full health. Amen. Praise God. All right. Thank you, Lord.